Hey friends, welcome to the Rhythms for Life podcast, where each week we talk about four rhythms that help you reduce stress and anxiety and take charge of your emotional health. Rest, restore, connect, create. These ideas come from Rebecca's best-selling book, Rhythms of Renewal, trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose. So grab your copy, invite your friends, and let's live in rhythm. Welcome back. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Gabe. And we're here, babe. I know. It's Season, been a wild this, ride this, this week. <laughs> I know. We, You were in Omaha yeah. this weekend. I was. Which was sounded like amazing. I couldn't be there. I know. We have to tag team. This is, this is the season of a little bit of accelerated travel. But honestly, coming out of um, that time at Asbury a couple weeks ago, we're going to talk more about that this week. But um, I feel like you and I have had a lot of conversations about just the urgency of what yeah. God's doing right now. I know it feels, man. I, everybody I'm talking to, there's a real sense of expectation. I think people, I think having hope that like yeah. there's more possible than what we were imagining. Like yeah. the world we realize has gotten a little tougher. There's yeah. more adversity, which is what this whole season's about. Yeah, but there's hope, and you see it. And and Asbury, as I know, you'll share more about was was a space you got to see it and. But we're seeing it. I mean, I'm seeing it in our church this past Sunday. I'm just seeing an expectation yeah. and people hungry mm-hmm. and believing God can move. Like, mm-hmm. do it again, right? And yeah. that's a cool thing to feel. I was thinking, you know, courage begets courage and freedom is contagious. And I think what the Asbury, I'm going to call it the Asbury outpouring because there's so many different words for what this is, but it just felt like an overflow. It really did. And and then like walking into like, I just felt such a spirit of gladness around it and joyful, like gratitude, kind of like happy tears, you know what I mean? In yeah. some ways of, for me personally, longing for this for a long time, but also so many, so many people. Um, but more than that, um, I, I'm seeing people really be bold right now and kind of s- seeing things like it's time and the time is nigh. This is the hour. And in fact, that's what today's conversation is about with, yeah. with Christy Knuckles. And you're going to hear that conversation, but she's got a prophetic voice about like what the Lord has planted in her heart as a mother who's kind of birthing some of this in through, through lyric and song. And then Gabe, let's talk about the Jesus Revolution movie. I mean, there's so much going on right now. Well, yeah, I got to see Jesus Revolution this past weekend, and mm-hmm. I know you did too. And, yeah. you know, gosh, just the thought of 2,500 screens and a story being told about a revival mm-hmm. during a season where all this stuff's happening. Yeah. It was just really cool and so simple and allowed everybody that goes to see that and will go to see that to imagine what does it look like when the love of Jesus starts to invade a culture or a family or a person that's kind of gotten used to just things being normal, business as usual. Yeah, I loved the film. It was beautiful. Um, Just so, I've never seen a film portray like literally someone praying a prayer right then to to confess their sins and decide to follow Jesus and accept him into their heart and make him the Lord of their life. Like that was all captured yeah. right at that baptism moment before he was baptized. And I was like, man, if that's not gospel on film as clear and plain as day, I don't know what is. Did you see Kelsey Grammer on the Kelly, Ryan and Kelly show? No, I heard, but I All haven't right. seen it. Let's link that in the show notes. People need to see that because he literally sitting on the studio stage for their morning show starts crying. They watch a clip. He's in tears. They're like, you're emotional. Why are you emotional? And I mean, just to hear him 
describe how impacted he was by this story mm-hmm. was an incredible testimony. So watch yeah. that, share that, because it, it, I think it brings even more credibility. Like this just wasn't another Christian faith film right? marketing strategy to get a bunch of Christians to watch something. Right. There feels like something more there, and I've gotten to know the one of the brothers, the Irwin brothers, who was behind this, and I can tell you, this thing was planned years ago. There would have been no understanding that it would release around a time when the mm-hmm. country's talking about revival. Yeah. So I don't know. There's there's cool stuff. God happening. is I know. Just the timing of it all is amazing. And I even felt that with Kelsey in the film. Like he was like just beaming in his role and just so emotive. And I mean, I know he's a very skilled and gifted actor, but like you're just like, wow, like I really think this is this is impacting him yeah. and those people that are a part of this. I mean, you can't go in day in and day out and just be doing what they're doing and not encounter like the love and the presence of God. Yeah. I don't want to derail us too much, but <laughs> Woody Harrelson was on Saturday Night Live this past weekend and okay. he was making news too. It was in a different way. What was, was that? I missed that. Well, I don't know if we should go I don't there. watch us. Well, I haven't watched SNL in a while. No, just tell he me. Was, well, he was just, say what you can say. He was calling out how the pharmaceutical companies have basically taken full control of our world. Oh, okay. I won't well, say any more than okay, that. Okay, well, was, thanks for that. This was his side. opinion, Yes, but I found it very interesting. But it felt like a cheers, <laughs> kind of a throwback to cheers weekend. <laughs> All right, so this okay, episode. Okay, guys, we, you know what? I really appreciate y'all having patience with us because this, welcome to Gabe and my brain. I mean, we're kind of catching up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening in. <laughs> so that's what happens when um, we get together and it's been a few days um, or that we've just been more in like mom and dad mode. Our well, brain. And you were in Nebraska. So that's true. We that's literally true. weren't together for a few days. <laughs> and there's so many stories to tell about that that we won't be able to share. Here. I know. I know. Just such good stuff. But all that to say is um, our brains just jump around like jumping beans. So thank you for your grace right now. Um, okay. Moving into this conversation with Christy. It's beautiful. If you've not gone and found her album online, everywhere music is streamed. Um, It's called This Is The Hour, and I highly recommend you listen to it from start to finish. There is a narrative arc to the whole thing, and I'm just going to give you one little spoiler alert. So the first song is called This Is The Hour, and the whole album is called This Is The Hour, but the first words are, this is the hour. It's time to ask your heart, who do you love? And that's what I'm going to tell you, but like I can barely get the words out without crying because it's so beautiful. So please go listen. As you know, we are in episode two of Overcoming Adversity. And what I'm really struck with is that when you embrace it, you begin to overcome it. And yeah. that's what Christy is talking about here. And this series is based off of Rebecca's new book that releases May 2nd called Building a Resilient Life, How Adversity Awakens strength hope and meaning thank you i'm trying to get that down (laughs) it's all right makes you stronger (laughs) yeah makes you hopeful and so adversity is something we would all love to avoid and yet i think what we're trying to do this season and encourage you with is that you can't avoid it it's really about what are you going to do with it yeah yeah absolutely it gives you a choice it's like everything hard gives you a choice what are you going to do are you going to shrink back in fear or buy the narrative that like this is what it is or are you going to then just invite God into that. And Christy does that so beautifully. So let's listen in now.
Christy, I am so excited that you're here today and we get to have this conversation because we've had this conversation offline for a long time and God's been birthing something in you so beautiful for years now, obviously your whole life, but this new pivotal poignant moment Mm -hmm. he has laid on you and, um, and it didn't come without a cost. Mm-hmm. And as being your friend, I've watched you walk through that as well. And so I just mm-hmm. want to jump into the deep end really quick because <laughs> awesome. it's just like we would do in real life. Yeah. Um, and I want to invite the listener into this too, because it. I know that if it's on my heart and your heart, mm-hmm. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit is knitting our hearts right now yeah. for this hour. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's jump in. <laughs> let's do a little backstory of like, what is the scriptures that the Lord kept illuminating to you as mm-hmm you started thinking through like what does God have for his people his sons and daughters in this moment yeah well you know as we do with scripture it's like you know we know it you know I think there's passages that you and I both would say we go back to over and over but it's so beautiful that the word of God is living because then you're in this experience or you're in this trial or circumstances or a season and it's just all of a sudden it's like illuminated in a different way. And so Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, I mean, we've all probably read this so many times where Paul prays for spiritual strength for us, for yeah. spiritual power. It says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. And I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled Mm. with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 So that passage is so loaded. <laughs> and I'm struck by the word power. I'm struck by the word come to know mm-hmm. the height, the depth, the breadth, the width. Yeah. What are you struck by? What really jumped out to you in that? Yeah, well, it was like familiar to me if you you remember. I wrote the book, you know, The Life You Long For, and I used that. Well, the Lord gave me this like bullseye picture, like concentric circles where there's this bullseye in the middle and then the outer rings of our lives. And I'll never forget so many years ago. I mean, he rescued me with this passage of like, just hit the bullseye um, and I'll take care of all the outer rings of your life. And I could see in that season, looking back, that I was just like running ragged in the outer rings of my life, striving. And trying to make him known, it was all good things. Yeah. Like I wanted to do good things for God. and um, But he was calling me continually back to the bullseye. And now I understand it so much more even as I've just been walking in that. And then even just as this new album um, has been written. And again, just it's like sort of that, you, I feel like an Israelite, I'm like, I forgot already. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, come back to yeah. the bullseye. But just I see that order of like being rooted and grounded, you know, in your inner being through his spirit, like coming back to the bullseye, be rooted in him. And then, you know, as the Lord showed me like that out that next outer ring is the community yeah. of the beloved and then the capacity of the beloved. And I love it. That outermost ring is 
Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, it's like, that's where we get to see yeah. his glory at work when yes. we live from that place of like being centered. In and him. so the middle ring, what do you call that? I know it starts with the C. Yeah. The calling. The it's calling. like our true calling on our life is being a son and a daughter of, yeah. of God. Yeah. And that was a new thing for me to think of calling is rooted in identity. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we think calling is what we do, you know, yeah. like kind of what we do vocationally, but truly when God established those birthright gifts in the womb mm-hmm. and knit us and then says all our days were written in plan before one of them began, it's because mm-hmm. he created destiny that was attached to the identity. Yeah. And so he gave you everything that you would need yeah. to walk out the the journey that he would have you walk on. And so yeah. I think of you, obviously, so gifted with music and lyric and writing um, and giving you the voice to do that. Like mm-hmm. I could be, I could have a lot of ideas and I'd be like, hey, can I be your backup alto? <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> hey, I could bring my trumpet. <laughs> oh, I love it. But um, how perfect that even in the womb, God mm-hmm. crafts us with such intention, but it begins mm-hmm. with our belovedness as son or daughter. Yeah. And that's why when we chase calling outside of identity, it quickly can turn yeah. into striving. Yeah. Just a prettier version of striving. I remember mm-hmm. years ago writing about that in You Are Free. I love how we're like throwing back to some things the Lord yeah. put on our hearts years back because He does echo through His Spirit yeah. again and again and again uh, through all generations that we tend to wander, right? Yeah. That that the Israelites needed to be reminded. What was it that kind of sparked you being reminded? Yeah. Actually, um, adversity. <laughs> um, I am one of those leaders, which I'm hearing a lot of, and just not just leaders, but just people all around that um, 21 was actually harder for me than 2020 was. And um, that was about a year long, um, just a journey of, you know, my mom was going through ovarian cancer and um, she's doing great now, but we almost lost her. Um, in 21. And then I was having these physical ailments that some days I couldn't even get up to do the basics. But yeah. again, it was just like, okay, Lord, you know, I have these things before me. I have these things on my calendar. Um, You've given me these gifts to steward. And I believe that yeah. we should steward what he gives us. But it was just this moment where I ended up um, honestly, like truly discouraged. And that discouragement was really leading to, um, I could tell just even being like disillusioned yeah. a little bit. Mm. And I could tell even just how the culture that we're living in, it was affecting my kids. I have, you know, two adult kids, one teenager. It was a lot of things that culminated into this um, kind of a, really a homecoming on the porch one night. And I was with you the Sunday after all of this happened. And you could probably see a marked difference yes, in me. I could. And I immediately started telling you that, um, you know, I just realized as I started talking to God on the porch that I I had not been um, really fully surrendered to Him. I was in the Word of God praying in that season, but you know the difference when you're like holding back something from yeah. Him. And I could yeah. tell by the way I just started talking to Him, and all of a sudden it felt like the Psalms on my porch. You know, it's like David gave us language to cry out, yeah. to lament, to um, ask why, and um, I was just like, God, I believe you're sovereign. And like, I don't understand, you know, why you're allowing this. And I had, you know, yeah, we had agreed that Nathan and I, my husband, that we were going to write this album. And, and I was just like, Lord, 
what do you want me to do? I remember literally just kind of lifting my voice on the porch, like, what, what do you want me to do? And before I could even get that phrase out, I just heard a resounding, like in my spirit, I heard him just say this, Hmm. like this right here is what I want you to do. Like, you're my kid, you're my daughter. Like, I want you to come to me. I'm your father. Cry out. Cry out. Like, he's like, this, this is actually what I want. And, And I remember it was like around dusk and I was looking up and I felt seven, I mean, as soon as you said mm. that. And the only way I know how to describe it is just that I saw him see me. Like the God who sees saw me. And I just was like held there. Um, and this doesn't happen to me all the time. I mean, this was just like a, it rescued me. Yeah. And I think just also I just let myself be found in that place, like in his eyes and And I remember just that week, the kind of symptoms I had, I mean, Nathan and I were like, do we go to the ER? I mean, it was like that kind of thing. And and I remember just saying like, okay, like if, if I'm going to see you soon, like, I'm glad we're having this chat. Like, I'm so (laughs) glad we're having this talk. And that even in of itself, like just getting to that place of like, Lord, you're the end of all things, including my life. And like, you're the treasure of this life and you're the treasure of eternity. And I just, I just accept like right now that you see me and that I'm being seen by you and that you love me. And I just said, okay, like, even if you don't lift this, I I love you and I choose to love you in this, in this adversity, in this trial. Yeah. I remember a moment because I was writing resilient book, um, or attempting to (laughs) is a much better way of describing it while you were attempting to, and we were both navigating loss Mm -hmm. and, um, it's crazy how God will make you walk through something before you actually have any words to say about right. it. And you're like, oh no, I, I like the idea of how adversity awakens, but mm-hmm. I don't want it to awaken despair. I don't want it mm-hmm. to awaken defeat or discouragement. But in some ways, up until a point, I had done, I had the same exact conversation with the Lord in the woods about something mm-hmm. since 2020 into 21. And I just remember, just like you saying, are you going to lift this? Mm-hmm. And I just heard in my spirit, so so serene in the woods, mm. not yet, but yeah. I'll be here for as many wailing walks as you need. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> um, it was one of those moments where I just had to go, this actually is a real comfort because I didn't have the courage to ask you this question for the last year. Yeah. Because I was afraid of the response. Mm-hmm. And, and while the response was not yet, what you did promise is what you always promise, yeah. is that in this world, you ha- we will have trouble, but take heart. Yeah. I've overcome the world. And that I will never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. And that withness, that Emmanuel, all of a sudden was a grace. And it yeah. was a comfort. And it was mm-hmm. like, okay, if you're here at the mm-hmm. helm and you're holding my hand and you're carrying me many days— this is going to be something sweet. This season is going to be something beautiful and sweet that I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss your nearness. I don't want to miss this dependence. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to miss the ways in which you're you're going to show up. Yeah. So it was wild that we both went to coffee not long after that Sunday. (laughs) And then I think I cried to her for about an hour. (laughs) And it is, this is to all the creators out there that listen, um, 
And let's be honest, we are all creators because we are mm-hmm. the Imago Dei of God as our creator is in us. So even if it's a spreadsheet, you are a creator. Okay. And and what can happen sometimes as a creator is that you feel very ill-equipped yeah. for the task that you've been invited into, mm-hmm. whatever God has invited yeah. you to create, co-create. And um, But that is the exact place that the Lord anoints and honors and blesses and takes over. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, when you kind of right. surrender that role of like, this whole thing is up to me. I mean, the Lord also had said, you don't have to make things happen on a different yeah. walk in this similar season. It was like, there was a remembering that I had I had forgotten. I had forgotten to lay things down and to trust Him to do. Yeah. So after this, after the cry fest of both of us and the Lord started to give words yeah. to you, He mm-hmm. gave words to me as well. And what did that turn into? Yeah. Well, two nights later, actually, after that porch night, um, I was in a hotel room. We were traveling um, and this hasn't happened to me as a songwriter in over, I mean, just 25 years of writing, but in the middle of the night, I literally woke up to the sound of a song that I'd mm. never heard before. And it was me singing it. And the very first line was home. Mm. And I literally heard what the sound, the song sounded like and got out my phone in the middle of the night and just almost wrote the lyric in its entirety. And you can hear some Psalm 139 in there. You can hear some Colossians 3 in there. And um, the song comes out the next morning. I tell, I mean, I literally just type it out. The next morning I tell Nathan, I said, I think the Lord gave me a melody that's kind of making me want to sing again. Yeah. Come <laughs> and on. then we walk into this coffee shop the next day, Valor Coffee. And the Lord's like, and there's going to be a song called Valor. But I think the beautiful thing was that, and that's all about the strength that prevails. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we, that's not our own, that He is with us. Yeah. And, um, but that comes from that place of always coming back home to yes. His heart. That's where the strength that prevails comes from. And so that, those two songs were kind of the diving board for this entire project. And what is just so special is to, be your friend in all of this and then ask you on the spot to play home. Do you remember for the yes. first time ever in front of yes. any humans and Nathan That's was right. there and you, and you were like, okay, I don't, I hope I remember the words. <laughs> and there's probably a dozen of us sitting yeah. around of your closest friends and you just went for it. And there was not a dry eye. Um, mm. And because it speaks to the heart mm. of of beloved, it speaks to a son or daughter that's always looking for home. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that he is our home. And, um, so if you haven't heard it, you're going to find it and then you're going to be like me and you're going to drive around the countryside (laughs) just listening to it and crying. But it, it, it brings us back. It brings us back Mm -hmm. to, to that inner ring. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you want people to know about this is the hour? Yeah. Like, why is this the hour? Yeah. Well, it feels like we are living in a time where, you know, I that title in and of itself comes from Matthew 25, where the parable of the bridesmaids, that Jesus doesn't explain that parable. <laughs> You're kind of left, but he is talking about the end of the age. And it's, you know, half of them were casual with not having oil or having oil. It was just kind of like, no big deal, whatever. The other were not casual with the oil and mm-hmm. they had enough for when the bridegroom returned that they were able to get to the bridegroom. The other half were like, please give us some of your oil. And I think it's just such a clear picture of like, you know, all throughout scripture, oil represents the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I think it also, even just the flame, um, 
is our faith in this hour. And so spending all that we have, um, you know, on that oil, which is, I believe, just in our time, it is holding to Jesus. It is really that, you know, there's even a song on the record called Evermore, and you're talking about just, we're talking about His withness with us. Um, the chorus says, your presence is your plan for me. Yeah. Your will on. is that I'll always see that on every mountain high, every valley low, you are here with me. And there's there's no outcome that is greater. There's no promise that is sweeter. And the answer I keep waiting for is that you are with me evermore. And I think this is the hour where we're to get in his presence in that way and, the, and understanding that it's it's not as much about these mountaintop moments or these things we're doing for God, but really He's shaping us in the ordinary moments of our lives yeah. and that really His presence, I mean, that holds up in Scripture all the way back to Adam and Eve in the garden. Even after they sinned, He was like, where are you? Like, it's always been like, I want you to be my people and I want to be your God. Like, His presence has always been His ultimate plan for us. And so I think this is the hour for that. Thanks to Pine Cove Summer Camps for supporting the Rhythms for Life podcast. Pine Cove is excited to bring over 50 years of camp ministry experience to their newest overnight youth camp in Georgia, The Springs. Joy has loved her camp experience at Pine Cove the past few years because they're trustworthy, they're fun, they greet her in the parking lot, they are the best counselors, they check in with her, and she looks forward to this every single year. Pine Cove is Christ-centered, it's others-focused, and seriously fun. Summer after summer, each child will not only hear the gospel, they will see it lived out all around them through the staff and the intentional camp activities. The second reason is their college summer staff are amazing. They are the best role models you'll definitely want your kids to be around. They don't just watch the campers from afar to make sure everyone stays safe, but they actually invest in the spiritual and personal growth of every single child. Their influence reaches far beyond camp. Your child will be seen, known, and loved at camp. And finally, Pine Cove offers a safe place of belonging and community where campers often say they feel free to be themselves without judgment for the very first time. And campers have this community as well as a shared foundation of gospel truth. So check out pinecove.com springs and use the code rhythms 250 for $250 off a first time overnight youth camp registration at Pine Cove. Again, rhythms 250 for $250 off your first time overnight youth camp registration at Pine Cove. I promise you, your kids will love it. When we think of this is the hour, there's a drawing near on mm -hmm. both sides. Yeah, We saw that modeled at Asbury mm -hmm. and just showing up there. And, and I think that was indicative of like, I just want to go. I want to run to where your presence is. In fact, one of the stories from the president was that when he invited the whole school to go back because he realized it had lingered for a couple hours because he had it live stream in his office, then... Uh, a student was running, just mm -hmm. like running to the chapel once he, and I, I just see that as kind of like this, what if that was our posture where we see God's presence so visibly that mm -hmm. we just are like, I can't get there fast enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then that's obviously what resulted, right? Like people couldn't get there fast enough, you know, yeah. I, a few days later, I'm like, who's going, right? And I like go into our office and like just mm -hmm. asking. And it was like, we need to cancel whatever we have. And I can't get, I felt that I can't mm -hmm. get there fast enough. And it wasn't because I just wanted to watch or see what was going on or how it was mm -hmm. happening. It was more that 
God is so visibly Jehovah Shammah. I've always been um, intrigued by Jehovah Shammah. It's not one we hear as often, but it means the Lord is here, Mm -hmm. like here, palpable, present. And I felt that walking in that room, like there was a weight Mm -hmm. that you were walking through, like physically. Mm -hmm. But then, but it it also wasn't heavy. It was joyful and peaceful and light. Like it's kind of the converse of all of it. And I just think, oh my goodness, like if he had that kind of presence and nearness, like we watched at Asbury where people just coming from all over the country and the world, then what must he have had with his children, like the Israelites Mm -hmm. and with Adam and Eve? If if he has that kind of like, leaves that kind of a mark or impression just physically of just being near him, the pillar of cloud Mm -hmm. by day and a pillar of fire by night or this sacred space, this tabernacle, this holy of holies, like you can understand why the reverential awe was so magnified by his people and why when he withdraws or when he hides his face or when we rebel, that distancing, all of a sudden we don't even, we don't encounter that kind of power or that weighty glory. But yet when you do, you're kind of like, you can't explain it. You can't describe it. You can't quantify it. You can't bottle it up and you certainly can't Mm -hmm. manipulate it. Totally. So, um, I'm just wanting to hear from you, like what the Lord is laying on you that you'd want to share with um, people through this message. I mean, obviously the Lord's done it in you, reminded you of his nearness, his fullness. Mm. How are you seeing that play out as on the other side of writing these songs, people starting to listen to these songs, yeah. your own children, like generational blessing? What are you mm. seeing in your own family of drawing near to God and he's yeah. drawing near mm. to you? Yeah, it, even in, just in the last couple of days, um, I've just talked to different friends and, you know, just it's like in every conversation almost and every like situation, whether it's just been in interviews with uh, people that write in newspapers or just literally God moving in those little conversations. Like I've already seen it happen. I was having a conversation with the lady that was writing an article and at the very end, she just said, can I just like go there with you about some things that you just said? Mm. At the end, I got to pray with her and she talked about how she was listening to the record that morning to ask me questions. And I could tell she maybe, this wasn't maybe like her language. I could just kind of tell by the way she was talking. And she just said, the Lord, like something landed on me. Yeah. And then she basically told me what the Lord had spoken to her about mm. a situation. It was a traumatic event in her life. And she basically said something lifted off of me, and I believe him. And so we're at the end of this conversation, but it has been like that. I think that's another thing. It's like this is the hour for those type of things. It's almost where like everyone I talk about, whether it's their kids or my kids, or it feels like he's God is moving mm-hmm. in this hour. He's 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 pouring out his spirit. Um, it's it just feels like a time where it's sort of saturated where we've sort of been in this moment um where it's felt like adversity for all of us like it's felt like the sifting and just shaking and but i believe like this it's like he's fortifying his people right now um we don't know what's ahead but it does feel like he's like there's just this rush of like him saying i'm here it's more palpable than ever and just this strengthening and i think um 
whether you, you know, you, you can even just create a space like, you know, my front room of my house is I kind of, you know, create a space where it sort of cues me like, this is where I can meet with him. Like, mm-hmm. and it can just be in a, I just have a little like Ikea sectional <laughs> yeah. sit on with the Lord. And that's just like my place where, and you can just have like, mm-hmm. whether that's like a bath mat in your closet or just mm-hmm. a space in your home where like you have cues, even you have scripture on the wall or you have things that just in the room are, are set up to where like, he's, he, he's here. Yeah. Speaking to that, making room is literal. It's not just metaphorical. It's like make room, make a space, create a space, um, where it just, even neural neurobiology would say like, uh, when I enter this space, um, this is how I've trained my brain to go. Like I come to the Lord, I surrender, I lay down, I let down, (laughs) I get real honest. I feel uninhibited, unfiltered, Mm -hmm. unedited, I feel a freedom to come as I am and to receive all he is. And um, for me, that's been in unlikely places of Mm -hmm. uh, seasons of insomnia. I finally just went for it and got like a little more of a plush runner to put in my closet because (laughs) I was like laying on a towel and (laughs) trying not to wake up Gabe and then go into my closet. And I finally, like they had a sale at Bed Bath & Beyond for an UGG runner for $49. And it was really thick and I just laid it out and I always kept my Bible and my pillow and my little light that's soft. And on those nights where I'd wake up with an insane list of things that I can't do well or not enough at, I would just come and open the Psalms and I would have my little light on and I'd have to wear my reading glasses. And I would just come to him kneeling and pray and let down and lay down all the burdens. I just am so struck by like, cast Mm -hmm. your burdens on me. And I've learned that casting is very intentional. Yeah. If you've ever fly fished, it's not casual or optional, yeah. like haphazard. It's, yeah. it's deliberate, precise, and it's repetitive. Yeah. And um, the more we target in taking those burdens to the Lord with intention, whether yeah. it's through a space or or getting gut level honest with the Lord yeah. like you did, uh, withholding nothing, yeah. um, then all of a sudden that's a real exchange yeah. of giving those burdens to Him. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I just love this. I love you. I I agree with you um, that these are the days that we're going to look back on where there was a turning. Yeah. I really believe that what God has begun, He is faithful to complete. Right. And and how amazing is it that our kids are going to experience this in ways that will even awaken parents? Yeah. Um, just like in past generations, it's been the prayers of parents that awaken kids. Like it all kind of works yeah. together. God uses every generation for his purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am so encouraged that while everyone's, you know, wringing their hands about Gen Z, God's like, hey, not on my watch. <laughs> I'm all about that. I'm, I just am so Absolutely. moved by that. So beautiful. Thanks for being here. Thank Thanks you. for listening to the Lord. Thanks for getting gut level honest on the porch. Mm. And thank you, Lord, for just putting a song in her heart, mm. even while she was resting and sleeping. And yes. she just woke and got it down. Yes. There's nothing more beautiful than that. Love you, friend. Love you, too. Well, I enjoyed listening to that. I didn't get to be a party to that conversation, but what a beautiful, just back and forth. And man, Christy's just amazing. Yeah. And the depth that, that she brings to her writing, to her music, 
to the way she leads her family, leads mm-hmm. just all that she does. And so she's a beautiful character of somebody who's been resilient, who's walked through a lot that you'd never know about. Yeah. And you get to hear some of that and you're like, wow, I, I've been through some hard things too. And it's encouraging to hear how mm-hmm. she's walked through that. Yeah. She's been such a beautiful picture of what faithfulness looks like. This idea of even though trials come and adversities come, um, she's weathered the storm and she's gone before us in so many ways with an anthem of victory. And I just really encourage you to be equipped with her words. And if you want to take advantage of getting Rebecca's new book, Building a Resilient Life, you will also get access to all kinds of great things. There's an emotional health mini-series where we're interviewing Kurt Thompson and other psychologists specifically on helping you with your adversity, how to overcome that. You also are going to get free chapters. You're going to get to start reading the book right away, which is awesome and something that I think you'll start to see why this is going to be an important book for you and for your community. And then you're also going to have an opportunity to be a part of Girls Night In. What is that, Rebecca? Okay. It's and with, can I come? <laughs> well, if you want to serve the girls, then yes, you can. Okay. You can be the guy in the room. It's honestly, it's going to be a virtual night of all of us together learning about how to equip our families with resilience, kids with resilience. Um, also, having experts talk about that. And we're also going to just talk about like what has adversity looked like that's been hard in our own lives and how has God met us there. So we have some special guests. We're not going to tell you who it is quite yet, but we're really excited for that. So if you grab the book, you can get these pre-orders. And we also have 10 verses that you can claim and declare right now on the days that you're feeling less than resilient. And you can get all of that at RebeccaLyons.com slash RLbook. book. 